Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by 3M, PPG, and Breakthrough Academy. Welcome back to another episode of the Elite Business Advice Podcast. My name is Chris Moore. I'm the founder of Elite Business Advisors and your host here for the podcast. Have you ever heard of the law of attraction? John Maxwell in his book, 21 Irrefutable Laws to Leadership, calls this the law of magnetism, law number nine. Um, But the law of attraction is all around us. Uh, And so in this episode today, we're going to talk a little bit about how the law of attraction impacts your life, impacts your business um, in a lot of different areas, right? Um, How it can be good for you, how it can be bad for you, how sometimes it can be unintentional. Um, And so we want to bring some light about how and who you are attracting in your life, again, personally, professionally, in your business, uh, and make sure that you are attracting the right people. We hear from a lot of clients, we just can't seem to define the right people or we can't recruit the right people. And, and sometimes it's not a, uh, a flaw in the law of attraction. Sometimes it is a process thing. Sometimes it's just we're looking in the wrong places. But a lot of times I believe, uh, and I'm gonna step on some toes here, that a lot of times it is the the energy and everything else that you're giving out to who you are attracting around you or who you are attracting into your business if you don't have some key things in place. And so I hope this helps. Thanks for plugging in. This is the Elite Business Advice Podcast. All right. Welcome back to another episode here. Again, we're going to talk through the law of attraction uh, and hopefully my voice holds up. It's uh, officially fall, which means cold season, which means kids are sick, which means they pass it on to us. Because uh, who doesn't love a cute little 18-month-old sneezing in your face uh, who thinks sharing is caring and that even counts for germs too, right? So um, so that's that's the reality of it. But uh, I want to do this this morning before we started client meetings. That way, in case my voice goes at some point today, uh, sorry, clients, I love you, but uh, at least the podcast sounds somewhat decent. So um, we're going to talk about the law of attraction and how this impacts you, how it impacts your business, um, how this is an important thing that a lot of times we don't think about until somebody brings it up, good or bad to us, right? I said in the intro, I think sometimes uh, there can be a negative law of attraction, right? Like, man, we can't find the right people. Hey, the people aren't sticking. Like, And again, sometimes it's a process thing. Sometimes there's things in your business you can and should be doing uh, to convey that confidence in them. Uh, but sometimes it, we might need to reevaluate that, right? So I want to go through kind of what the law of attraction is, um, what it impacts, how it can be impactful. And then I want to give you some ideas, as always, on how we can get better in in straighten this out if you feel like this is a part of the problem in your life or your business. Uh, And again, I don't want to step on toes. I don't want to get too deep into anything today, um, but just kind of a surface level education piece here. So I always heard the top five people you spend the most time with are who you are most likely to turn out like in every area of your life, right? So I want you to stop here. Pause this if you need to. I'm not going to do the awkward like 30 second pause, right? Because sometimes people do that, like pause and think about this. But Pause this if you need to. Stop and think about who were the five people that you spend the most time with outside of your spouse, I will say that. Um, Who are the top five people you spend the most time with on the phone, in person with, at work with, whatever that is, right? Because these are the people you're most likely to turn out like. And this goes for 
how much money is in your bank account. Again, I don't want to get socioeconomic here, but the people you hang around with are who you're most likely to start having the same financial mindset with, both maybe in business, in your job, in your personal life, right? If you hang out with the five people you hang out with all have brand new 2024 Tahoes, you're probably going to eventually go buy a Tahoe, right? Um, or if they all have brand new vehicles, eventually you're going to kind of like get jealous, right? And unless we can check our thinking on that, you're going to just go do the same thing, right? We're going to follow suit. We're going to emulate the people we spend the most time with. Same thing for your faith life. You know, if you hang, if you're a, if you're a Christian and you hang out with a whole bunch of non-believers that never talk about church, I bet your faith life's going to dwindle a little bit, right? But if you spend time with people who share the same values and some of that stuff we'll talk about here in a little bit um, and go to church and do Bible studies and are always, you know, talking about scripture and in different ways that can be productive in our life, you're more likely to increase your faith life. I've seen it over the years, right? As, as people have kind of came and gone uh, in our lives and in certain times, we were probably a little bit stronger in our faith than we are other times, right? Uh, and so I think that's super important. Um, you're gonna be like these people with relationships and with relationships, I mean, with your spouse, with your parents or as parents, right? Um, friendships, right? Like the conversations that are had with these five people or five couples possibly um, are going to impact who you guys are and, and what you believe in, right? If you hang out with five people who are always bashing their wives and always talking about the old ball and chain and, you know, and the every time they call it's the, you know, Star Wars song and, you know, like her jaws or something like that, right? Like you're going to eventually start to have that same mindset about your wife. I don't care how mentally strong you think you are, you're going to just gravitate towards that. Your subconscious is going to go there. We've done some episodes before about your subconscious minds. Um, I don't know which one's off the top of my head because it wasn't an episode in itself, but some different things. I know limiting beliefs was one. Um, but you're going to gravitate that direction. Again, same thing with the bank account, same thing with the faith life. It's not that you're consciously maybe going to make that decision. You can say, oh, no, 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 I'm never going to do that. No, your subconscious will eventually adapt to the people that you're spending the most time with, the, the people that are putting information in your head, whether you want it or not right? They're all complaining about their spouse. You may be like, man, I'm sick of hearing about this. But if you keep hanging out with them, your subconscious is going to keep picking up on that. And that's what's going to start playing in your head in certain situations. Same thing again with how you parent. I don't, I'm not going to go through that. The time freedom that you have, right? Um, if you are around a lot of entrepreneurs and business people, and we're always talking about time and being able to do this and do that, you're more than likely gonna follow that path, right? If you're an entrepreneur and the five people you hang out with the most have no entrepreneurial sense, skill set, anything, they don't understand what we go through as entrepreneurs, just like we don't understand what they go through as employees, right? Um, it's not a bad thing. But like case in point, and and this is just, I don't know, maybe this is a bad example, but like sometimes there's been times, and I've gotten used to it now, but like probably three or four years ago, I was talking to Christina about like, hey, do you wanna go like on a vacation, like another one, something? Like, hey, let's go to Vegas for this or whatever. And she was like, I don't have that much more time off. And I was like, what? Oh yeah, I forget, you only get so much time off in your job, right? Not a bad thing. I'm not saying like her job sucks or is terrible or she should quit it by any means, please don't if you listen to this. But like, which is, it's two different realities, right? Um, and then the last one that I just came up with here real quickly, and I actually didn't mean to have five for the five people, but it just worked out that way, is the attitude, right? If you hang around people that have positive attitudes, they're a ray of sunshine, they're always a blessing to people, they're checking in on people, they're just that like positive 
person, not the one that you're like, okay, this is fake or I'm like, you're making me sick right now. But like, if you hang around people that have a good positive attitude, they're optimistic about things, that's the attitude you're gonna have. If you hang around a bunch of people that watch the news and get plugged into the media and they're negative because there was another shooting that happened and this and that, and like, that's the mindset you're gonna start to have of the world, right? So you have to keep in mind and, and check yourself and again, you know, it, it's always a weird dynamic with this because, you know, you say, okay, you got to fill your cup up so you can go fill up others, right? And and sometimes we have to be around, we, we need the people in our life to bring us up and who we want to become so that sometimes we can be one of those people to help bring somebody else along, right? And it's a weird balance because if you spend too much time with those people, you're going to get drugged down, right? And so it's a weird balance. And this is why having mentors and people in your life to continue to grow you and build you up is so important. So what does the law of attraction influence in our business lives? All right, I just talked personally. Let's talk about the business now. What does the law of attraction influence? Number one, our clients. Who you are is going to attract the type of clients you have. All right. If, if, if there's no other way to say this, like I'm not going to get stereotypical. I'm not going to like say anything. Right. I can make all kinds of comments. But it really doesn't matter. At the end of the day, the clients you attract are going to be an extension of who you are um, to an extent, right? Uh, because your mindset, again, socioeconomic, everything else. Um, I've had some really good conversations about some of this stuff with one of our clients out in North Carolina. Uh, Kevin, I always look forward to our meetings and, and talking through some of this stuff. But your socioeconomic status and who you are and what you believe is also going to directly reflect the type of clients you bring in, right? It's going to probably think through the type of marketing you want to have because you want to market towards clients that are more like you, right? It's just, a, again, a mindset that we may not even realize. Um, you know, I somebody said this about like us personally here, uh, and I believe it's probably more, more so the case in our business than in a painting business, right? Because it's a little bit different situation. We're very much in a relationship business, you know, kind of ongoing, working with people, like getting very personal with them, trying to help coach them, right? So it's a little bit more... Um, intimate in that sense in our business than maybe just painting for a client, right? So understand there's a little bit of discrepancy here when I say this, but for us personally, I started thinking through, I was looking through our list of clients the other day because somebody made a comment about, you have a lot of amazing people for clients, like somebody that's in the industry kind of knows a lot of people. And I started looking through and I'm like, man, like a lot of these people are really people kind of like us, right? Kind of like myself, kind of like Jess, kind of like, Andrew, who we just hired that I'm excited to, for you guys to meet. Um, well, I started thinking about that, right? And I think for us, it's we've attracted the type of people, the mindset that we have, right? Our mindset, our advising philosophies, we have a list of five advising philosophies that is like the Bible for our business that we are now sending out to all potential clients saying, here's who we are and what we believe. And if this is a fit and this is what you're looking for, we're the person for you. And if this isn't what you're looking for, that's okay. We just may not be the right fit. Right. And I think because of that, we radiate that. We radiate these beliefs, right? We want you to build your business around what you're good at and what you enjoy and what you um what you're good at, what you enjoy, uh, and and the things that you like to do. I know there was a third one in there. My mind's totally blank. Um, lack of sleep, super fun. Um, you know, we want you to build, make your business serve your life, right? If you started your business for time freedom and money freedom, we want your business to provide those things, right? We have a kind of some core beliefs. A lot of it revolves around work-life balance and what you building your business around what you want it to be. Um, 
And I think that's why we've attracted the clients we have because that's what they're all looking for, right? Um, you know, we had something from one of our clients and it's like a little surprise gift last week. Uh, some of you guys might've saw it on, on my personal social media. And I didn't do it just to highlight and, and like shout them out. Um, although I appreciated it and I loved what they sent us. Chase absolutely loves it. They sent us like something for each of us, right? Chase, Cooper, and then Christina and I. It was the sweetest thing in the world. And it really got me thinking about like, this is the type of people, and, and that's really what prompted the social media posts. These are the type of people that we've surrounded ourselves with. <clears throat> like our clients are not just clients, like they're close friends, right? They're people that we've built a friendship with and it's more than just clients for us, right? I look forward to meeting with our clients, right? Um, and so again, law of attraction, a real thing, especially in a more relationship-based business like what we do. Uh, another thing, law of attraction, here's a big one, referral partners. I mentioned this on our episode last week with Jess. <sighs> Who you are, I guess I should say this. The referral partners, and I say this is in if you're a painter, right, real estate agent, interior designer, other contractors, that type of thing. Who that person is, is going to be a direct reflection of the type of clients they're sending to you. No questions, like, doesn't matter. There's no argument here. I've seen it. I look back in my painting business, especially after Jess and I's conversation on the, the podcast last week, and I was like, holy crap. Like, I kind of use an example of a realtor, lover to death, again, just kind of disorganized, it was always a disaster. And that was kind of a direct reflection of her and just the season she was in in her business. And, and I don't fault her for that again, great friendship still. Um, but those clients were more of the pain in the butt, disorganized, like flying by the seat of our pants things, right? And then I think through Rachel, who a lot of you guys have, which she's been on a couple episodes, we've talked to with her a lot. She kind of helps us out kind of behind the scenes as a marketing advisor for us uh, to help with things with our clients and, and hopefully more to come on that after the first of the year um, with or without her. We're, we're navigating some stuff there on, on how she can be an asset and, and really where we want to go with this uh, on the marketing side. But she always sent us clients <clears throat> that were just like her, easygoing, down to earth, again, socioeconomic, like our ideal clients were all of Rachel's clients, all of her friends, right? I didn't know Rachel until I was at a paint job one day and she showed up because she was the realtor um, for actually her boss. We were painting her boss's house and we hit it off, right? And like, and now we've built this lifelong friendship. We love her, her husband, Brent, their daughter, Mackenzie, just absolutely amazing people. A lot of her clients have even become some personal friends of ours. Like, Again, law of attraction, right? Rachel is very much like Christina and I. Her and Brent are very much like us. So therefore her clients are gonna be a lot more like us and our ideal clients in a painting company, right? So think through that with your referral partners. If you're getting a lot of just, like, if you're noticing patterns, I guess is what I'm trying to say, of like, man, every time like the problem clients or the, the ones that just aren't our ideal clients are coming from this person, maybe that's somebody you stop investing time and energy into right? And you go invest time and energy into the referral partners that are sending you your ideal clients, right? Something to think about. Another thing, law of attraction influences our employees. It influences who we attract as employees as our leadership. And, and this kind of ties into my next and, and final point here is the culture we have in our business, right? I think they're kind of intertwined. Who we are as leaders, as entrepreneurs, as CEOs, as visionaries, as founders, whatever title you take on listening to this, <clears throat> who we are impacts the people we bring into our organization. It impacts the culture, right? It impacts the beliefs that we have in our business. Um, I'm very much a mindset of like, we are a team, right? I would say teamwork makes the dream work. 
this is our business, right? This might be my 100% legally technically owned business, but in my opinion, Jess and now Andrew, we're all one part of the team. This is our business, right? And I, I believe that, I'm, I don't just say that. Um, and I, a lot of the decisions, a lot of the day-to-day -day things, uh, and again, Jess brought this up as we were interviewing Andrew and finalizing an offer to him. And um, he asked her a question one day and like, she, she made a lot of comments about our culture that we've built here. Uh, and it was very humbling, like very, very humbling because it really wasn't super intentional, but I realized it's just a direct reflection of me and who I am and what I believe in. And that's what kind of has prompted this episode here today. Um, there's a few things that, that Maxwell describes in his book of what makes up the law of attraction, or again, magnetism is what he calls it there. Um, as far as you know, again, just the overall law of attraction, right? All these little things make up who we're attracting into our business, into our lives. <clears throat> Number one, this is probably an obvious one, generation, he says, right? Um, our age, the generations we have, it's not that, you know, we wouldn't hire somebody that is on the older side of things. Um, it's that we're more likely to hire people or attract people that are around our age. Again, painting company, a little bit different, Right. Um, so it just kind of depends on that. But I guess on the employee side of it, I should say for that, for sure. Um, so not necessarily client facing, but probably employee side in your business and obviously in your personal lives, you're going to do life with people that are kind of in the similar stages of life with you. Right. Uh, probably I would say within five to 10 years either way. And again, not that anybody wouldn't hire somebody that's older. Right. If we had an advisor reach out that was in their mid to late 50s and was really qualified for our position, I wouldn't think twice about hiring them. I totally would if they were the right fit but we're probably more likely to attract people that are within five to 10 years of us. The, the tech boom in the, the 1990s and early 2000s was a perfect example, right? You had all these founders, um, you know, developing and creating these tech companies 20, 30 years old, and guess who they hired? All 20 and 30 year olds, right? It was just kind of that natural law of attraction. Um, another thing, attitude. I mentioned this earlier, right? Do you have a positive attitude? Do you have a negative attitude? Are you worrisome? Are you anxious? Like. Who are you with your attitude? What are your natural tendencies? You're gonna attract people in that same mantra. Uh, who, uh, your background is what Maxwell says. So who we are, where we came from, I'll kind of put an asterisk next to that one, right? Because I think at some point as we get older, like where we came from in our childhood really doesn't impact who we're attracting anymore. It could, but I think it's more of who we are now. Again, who are we as a person? Who are we in our lives? Maybe where have we been the last few years, right? Um, maybe not where we came from in our early stages in life, but where we've came from in the last few years, right? So background is important. Values, what do we believe in? What do we value is important? Uh, that's one thing that's been really cool is, is we've gotten to know Jess over the last handful of months. And, and again, Andrew, uh, we had a lot of phone calls and Zoom calls with him and really trying to make sure he was the right fit for us. Uh, and, and we believe it. And, and that's why we hired him. Uh, and we're super excited to have him. But I've started seeing like all three of us share a lot of the same values. Right. And again, that's also what further prompted us doing this episode is kind of realizing like we were attracting people that all kind of believe the same things. It's not a, hey, you have to believe this in order to work here by any means, right? But it's coming out in conversations with people and questions being asked that like, oh yeah, we all kind of are on the same page with this or this or this, right? Um, the energy, do you have good energy? Do you have bad energy? Are you one of those people that you walk into a room and you make it brighter? Or are you one of those people that you walk out of a room and you make it brighter, right? What is the energy that you have? Um, 
I have to say this. I don't know that this perfectly ties in here, but it came to my mind when I was kind of putting this outline together for the episode. Um, Christina sent me this and I have to share the backstory real quick. I'm going to go off on a real short tangent here. Um, so I'm in Calgary. I went on a Western Canada Sherwin Williams trip in May, um, spoke in Vancouver, spoke in Calgary, and then came home. And that morning that I was in Calgary, I was like running through presentation again, just quick run through morning of keep everything fresh in my brain. And Christina sends me something and she meant this, like, it was like a funny, like meme or a reel or something. But I have found that it applied so well into business and it was called the two beers and a puppy theory. Uh, and again, she sent this to me as like kind of a funny joke. And then I actually took this and this is in um, our recruiting section for all of our, our workshops now. Uh, but it says, you want to be around people. You want to hire people that check the box on the two beers and a puppy theory. And I don't know if I've talked about this before on the podcast. Two beers and a puppy means, are they somebody you would have two beers with? Everybody can fake it through one beer but would you stay with them long enough to have a second beer, right? That means they're a good person, they're fun to be around, you enjoy their presence and talking to them and that sort of thing, right? If you wouldn't have two beers with them, you're probably not gonna get along well, you're not gonna look forward to seeing them. Um, again, anybody can fake it through one beer. The other side of it, the puppy. If you were to go out of town for the weekend, would you trust them to watch your puppy for you for the weekend? If the answer is no to either of those two things, personally, they shouldn't be in your life, they shouldn't be in your business, right? Uh, and that's kind of the joke I've used in the recruiting side of it. <clears throat> but I feel like it actually kind of has some merit here, right? You want to be around and hire people uh, in your business and, and have clients in your business, hopefully, uh, again, but especially on the employee side, that would check the two beers and puppy through people you enjoy being around and people that you trust enough to watch your dog for the weekend. So anyways, do you have good energy, bad energy? Uh, do you trust them and, and with your puppy and would you go have two beers with them? Um, the second to last one, giftedness, right? How, what is the talent and excellence level that they have, right? We are more likely to attract people that are, again, have the level of talent, have the level of you know giftedness that we have in our lives for what we do, right? Whether it's advising for us, whether it's painting for you guys, whether it's sales when you're hiring an estimator, whatever that is, right? You're more likely to hire people that have that same talent and ability for you. The last one Maxwell says in his book is leadership ability. What is your leadership ability? Do people feel like they can follow you and that you are a worthy leader? Can you lead a silent prayer, right? That's a great place to start. Can you lead a silent prayer? Okay, great. Um, I've always heard that as a, as a joke. You know, but if you, and this goes into a lot of his other 20 laws, we may do some other ones based on that book. And I actually pulled the book out just for like a quick reference and then noticed a couple of things that I thought would be worth mentioning here. But the law of buy-in, right? If you are a leader, you need to buy, you need the buy-in from your people, right? That's one of his other laws in the book. And so you need to have your leadership ability at a spot where people want to follow you. Um, so before we wrap up, how do you fix this if you don't like who you're attracting, right? So I wanna give you just five key things here that I feel, and I'll hit on each of them quickly, that if you can work on growing yourself in these areas, that it will change and help you start attracting the people that you really want to attract in your life. Again, employees, the culture you have, your friends. Um, again, I say clients, but again, if you're a painting contractor, it's going to be a little bit different. So I'm talking more of your referral partners and people you're going to get um, that stuff from. Number one, character. 
this is always a hard one, right? How do you become a better person? Well, I don't know. You just consciously think about it all the time, right? Hold the door for somebody. Do the little things. Have integrity, right? Don't lie. If you catch yourself lying about something stupid, just stop, right? Um, don't make up things, right? Um, have good character because I believe really out of all of these characters, probably the most important. People want to follow people with integrity, honesty, um, that they know they're always going to do the right thing and take care of people, right? They're they're op you know open-minded uh, to situations. So I think character is probably one of the biggest things. It's probably also one of the hardest ones to work on because again, it's a, it's an internal mindset we have to battle, fight, recognize, and then stop and reframe uh, and fix sometimes. <clears throat> um, you know, servant leadership. I, I would kind of put that almost in character, um, but that's the next point here is fix your leadership, right? Become a better leader. Um, so I'll, I'll throw servant leadership probably in this one too. You know, how can you serve your people, your clients better, right? But here's the thing, it's gotta be authentic and you have to learn to be empathetic, right? Things are gonna happen, especially with employees, especially with homeowners, things are gonna happen that we see one side of it, right? But there's always a second side of it that they have, right? In, in situations. And so we have to be authentic. We have to have servant leadership and you have to grow your leadership ability. Again, if somebody doesn't wanna follow you, that's not a good thing, right? They need to know you're serious. They need to know that there's future here. Um, and that leads me into the third point here, which is vision. You have to have vision for your people. And I don't mean fake vision, right? Again, I'm talking everything here has to be genuine, authentic, 100% real you. And that's why this is so hard to work on. Anybody can go fake it. Anybody could say, you know, fake vision, fake that. But guess what? When you don't follow through on it, People are going to start to recognize that they're going to call you out. And again, that just kills your character, right? I would rather underpromise and overdeliver every day than overpromise and underdeliver any day of the week. All right. So have a good vision. <clears throat> have have them understand that it's more than just where you guys are at right now, right? Every business, every person should be growing. If you're if you're greening, you're growing. If you're ripe, you're rotting, right? Something like that. Um, so you need to constantly exude that vision and always work on growing yourself as a professionalized business owner. The fourth one, organization. You gotta be organized. People have to make at least feel like you have a sense of what's going on and a grasp on everything. If you're a disaster, you're flying by the seat of your pants, you're, you, there's papers all over your truck, people are probably gonna have a little bit of a harder time buying into that leadership, right? Buying into you. Uh, and so I think that's something you can attract, right? Just being organized, being professional, having things in place. It doesn't have to be over the top, but again, some key simple things like that will help attract better people to you that are more likely to exude those abilities, right? You can't be somebody that's super disorganized, a hot freaking mess of a dumpster fire and expect to hire employees that are 10 times better than you, you know, high quality, organized, they, you know, just on top of things when you're being a hot mess is the leader, is the entrepreneur, is the visionary, right? Um, so keep that in mind. And then last one, culture. We have to work on the culture in our business every day. Even when I, even though I feel like we have a great foundation we built with the culture of our business and where we're going, it's something I want to continue to build on and keep at the top of our mind, right? I firmly believe nobody wants a hard charging boss anymore. Nobody wants to be told what to do, when to do it, how to do it, right? We want to have that teamwork mentality that I mentioned earlier. We want to 
understand that we work better together as a team. Team stands for together, everyone achieves more. And when you have that mindset, you are going to attract people that share that same mindset with you. So with that being said, focus on your culture, focus on who you are. Again, the, the, the leadership piece of it is so, so important here. There was a book I read. Uh, it's been a couple of years now. Oh my gosh. I can't even think of the name of it. I'll have to, I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, oh, launching a leadership revolution. Um, and they talk in there about character tasks and relationships. Those are the three, they call it like the trilateral, trilateral leadership ledger. And those are the three things to work on. Right. So I kind of expanded a little bit there. Tasks, character, and whatever else I just said. That's where my brain's at. This is what happens when I don't write things down. Um, but what I said the first time was 100% right. So uh, with that being said, I think I'm gonna wrap this up before my voice goes, before my brain goes a little bit more. Uh, we're getting a little bit more sleep at home right now. So hopefully in a couple more weeks, uh, this is gonna get to be a little bit better. Uh, it's been a rough few days. Christina's been dealing with some kidney stones. Chase has been sick. I've been sick. Uh, so we're just 100% in survival mode right now. Uh, but we're almost on the cusp of thriving again. So uh, I hope throughout my craziness, my a little bit of jumbledness through this, I hope this makes sense. I hope you found it helpful. And I hope that you have an amazing rest of your day. Paynet podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.